0: What's up, everyone? I'm Anya and I'm Kylie, and this is Two Degrees Hotter, your Gen
1: Z self development destination, talking post grad lifestyle every Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. It's a lovely spring day on the day that we're recording this. I'm like, it is. I'm living. I just went for a walk. I was sweating fully. Yes. Um,
0: I had the same experience.
1: Yeah. So it's that time of year where your walk really is like a full workout because you get a sweat in literally because yeah. it's so hot. So happy hot girl summer, I guess.
0: <laughs> we're right on the horizon. Yeah. And this is a very special episode because – the well, so the day we're recording this, tomorrow is the anniversary of releasing our first ever episode two yep. years ago, which is crazy. Yeah. And – we could have done so, like, this episode's gonna come out almost a week after our two year anniversary. Yeah. And I was thinking about it and I was like, should we have done this episode last week? But I was kind of like, you know how people say it's like bad luck to celebrate your birthday before your birthday? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel.
1: Yeah. And I like the idea of like keeping the celebration going than cutting the celebration short. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. instead, we're just like, it's like when you have your birthday party after your birthday. And you're like, this is great because people are going to gas me up on my actual birthday, and then I get a whole other day dedicated to me. <laughs> I'm birthday. like, or am I just like, a nar- am I just like a narcissist? It might be that. Um, I think we both
0: like our birthdays, yeah. And so we, we both like our anniversaries, also. Yeah, we like attention. Thanks. <laughs> and I thought that we were going to be able to call out the giveaway winner,
1: but that's not till tomorrow. tomorrow. So, whoever you were, congrats! congrats. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. give you a shout out um in our next, next episode. Week. But Yes.
0: Very exciting. So to commemorate this two-year anniversary episode, we released our first episode around the time that we were supposed to be having our college graduations, and mm-hmm. we didn't because of COVID. Yes. And if only we knew two years later, we'd still be dealing with COVID, but that's yeah. besides the point. Awesome. Um, we have learned a lot in these last two years, 700 odd dates, however many it's been, And we thought we would kind of do a summary episode of what we've learned post-grad. So obviously this whole show is kind of what we've learned post-grad, but these are like some really specific learnings
1: and points that we wanted to
0: make upon reflection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just like cannot believe that it's been two years. Um, And yeah, I feel like I feel like the same person and a completely different person all at the same time, which I guess is – that's on growth. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to chat a little bit and like, yeah, just talk about what life's been like since yes. leaving school. It's been chaotic. Chaotic good, I think, but chaotic nonetheless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not chaotic evil?
1: No, not chaotic.
0: <laughs> I'm like, mm, maybe. <laughs> this past week, mm, maybe. maybe. <laughs> a hint of what's yeah. to come. Um, but yeah, so before we get into that, we've been doing it for two years now, you know what's coming next, our weekend review. Yes. It's actually kind of crazy that we also like never changed our segments or anything.
1: Like, we really decided on a format, yeah. and we were like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just – I think it works. I think if yeah. anything, I think a nice a glow up was that we spend more time in the week in review and we actually just true. like chat. Because we used to be very – fun fact, we used to be very like, we can't have this be more than 10 minutes. People don't care about what we have yes. to say. They just want the episode to- topic. And now we're like, let's chat for 45 minutes before we yeah. even get to the topic. Who cares? Right. Yeah. True. And we used to also
0: have the weekend review be like more – I guess like world events, not like our personal lives. And so that's been like one evolution. If you guys go back, you might remember like we tried to kind of reference both and now it's just kind of like – You just have to hear about us.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm like, here's what I did in my week because I know you're dying to know. (laughs) So
0: this week, um, I kind of just wanted to talk about a realization that I had. I guess I feel like I'm saying the exact same thing I said last week. I'm like,
1: I just want to talk about a realization. This is the year of realizing things for Anya. (laughs) Do you remember that? No. It sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly what it is. Kylie Jenner said it. She was like, this has just been the year of like realizing things. Oh. It was me. so
0: iconic. <laughs> me then. Perfect. Um, yeah. So the thing that I'm realizing is I feel like when we first just putting my phone on, do not disturb, don't mind me. Um, I feel like when we first started working and working from home, working remotely was seen as like a con, or it felt mm-hmm. that way to me. Like I was like, this yeah. is a challenge. I saw it as a challenge. I saw it as a Um, a way that like, I wasn't feeling as comfortable with work. I didn't like know as many people. Like I was kind of only seeing like the negative aspects of it because it was so new. And I think even recently, like I remember maybe like last summer or something I was talking about in my weekend review that like work from home still hadn't like clicked for me because I still had like so many meetings that I just hadn't really figured out how to like make it work for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I finally have reached that point because what? the last few weeks, I feel like I've really found the balance of like benefiting from work from home. Um, cause I think before I was kind of just like still, I was home, but I was still like trying to fit into the mold of a regular work day, like not really leaving my desk, like just kind of not doing all the bad parts of work from home, but like not taking advantage of any of the good, if that makes sense. Um, and I feel like I'm starting to learn how to like actually take advantage of the good and like. Maybe if I have an hour at lunch, like actually go to the gym or like, you know, do the laundry, do something around the house, like kind of take advantage of it as opposed to seeing it as like such a con. And I'm realizing like I actually think the ability to work remotely is really important to me like going forward, you know, when I choose to like look for my next job and everything. Like I think it's one of my criteria, actually. Like I was thinking about the idea of having to go back in five days a week and I was like, Lord have mercy. I could not. Like, that is crazy. So yeah, like, and right now I'm kind of hybrid, if you guys didn't know. So like once or twice a week going in. And I do like that. But honestly, I think it sort of ties you down to a specific location for like not that much net benefit, um, if that makes sense. So I feel like, you know, the ability to just like full send and completely work remotely in the future is like something that I definitely want to explore. And like, who knows if I'll actually take advantage and like move somewhere exotic or like work from – do like the nomad life, but like I just love the concept and I just feel like I'm finally finding a way to benefit from the pros of it rather than like only seeing the cons of it, if that makes sense. So
1: yeah, that was my realization. (laughs) I love that realization. I feel the exact same way. Like I don't think that I could ever do a full-time in-person position. I love working from home and I don't know if it's because most of my college friends are in fields and in jobs where they literally cannot work from home and i just like think of all of the benefits that i got from being able to that like i know they would kill to have so i've just like it's been very like ingrained in me of like i should be very grateful this is very convenient like i'm very lucky um but yeah i do still i stand by that and i Can't even necessarily explain it, but I think school from home is still a zero out of 10. But work from home is very different, I feel (laughs) like.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's something about the classroom setting and like absorbing information and like working with your peers and whatever. And there probably is to an extent the same logic about the workplace, but I think we're evolving, you know? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think people know how to replicate the same experience on Zoom to an extent at work. And, like your work colleagues can be your friends if you want them to be, but they also don't have to be. So I yeah. don't know. It's just kind of different, I guess. But. yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. But yeah. I love so working for me. Home. Big fan. Big fan. Um, so for me, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really want to talk too much in my weekend review. Um, just kind of going through it at the moment. I know I've touched upon this. Um And I'm not not talking about it for the sake of pulling back any of the transparency that I've tried to establish. I'm more so doing it for the sake of not triggering myself and Mm -hmm. causing myself more anxiety than I need, um, because I've had enough for a lifetime in the past week. Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of going through it. uh, And So I don't have that much of an update because I've kind of just been focused on keeping going and keeping things in order and not losing my mind. It's not going that well, but it's going okay. (laughs) Hey, you went on a walk today. That's good. I went on two walks today. Very good. Yeah. So. Using the tools. I'm like, I'm mentally healthy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, mental illness, me, the picture of health. I just told my mental illness to go on a walk, and it just went away. So there you go. Have you no. ha- Have you ever tried um, exercising? And, <laughs> and- <laughs> I had um, not to like get into it too much, but I've just been having some sleep issues, and I had like a nurse like say to me, she was like, "Have you tried like." Meditating? I and was you're like, like, "Thank, thank you." you. <laughs> I was like, "No way!" I no, I haven't. I haven't at all. I've just been sitting here wondering if there's any magic fix, or when someone's like, "Just get your mind off of it." Oh my god! Thank you. I'm cured. That's crazy. I never would have thought of that. Just don't wow. worry about it. <gasps> wow, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the picture of health. I literally. Buddha has nothing on me. I've never been this calm. I reached nirvana when you said that to me. No, I'm being sarcastic. Obviously, I know people say that with like good intentions, um, but I cope with humor. So that's what that was. And it was. We're doing okay. I try to keep reminding myself that I have too good of a personality to let mental illness take it away. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why <laughs> I cope with humor. But we're we're going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. That's how mental illness is. It ebbs and it flows and it, it comes in waves and we're we're in a – I'm going to be honest. Whenever I say ebbs and flows, I don't know which one is the good one and which one is the bad oh, one. That's such a good point. I like think... I've heard peaks and valleys, obviously. Like I know
0: – I I, th- I kind of thought – I don't know because flows sounds like the better one, but like as far as coming first and second, you're right. The other expressions. The good do and the flow. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, What is maybe an ebb? <laughs> yeah. What is a ebb? Can someone tell flow. me what an ebb is?
1: <laughs> I would love to know. Anyways, peaks and valleys. I'm in a valley right now. Um, but yeah. And once I'm like in a better place mentally, I am sure that I'll talk about it. If you know anything about me, you know I must be going through it because I love to talk uh the, the thing about me is that i'm gonna talk about my problems even when you don't ask uh so the fact that i don't want to talk about them that's how you know that it's like oh kylie does need to take a little step back but yeah so that that's all for me um just trying to relish in the good weather like thankfully this yes. is happening in the good weather and not in the so winter true. because yeah. whew, whew. i saw this sun.
0: One of the people that I mentioned in our, like, accounts we like to follow episode, uh, Mata Gravier, she made this TikTok. It was about – granted, it was about, like, her foot problems. <laughs> like, she must have, like, plantar fasciitis or, yeah. or something. But um, she she made this TikTok and she was basically like, whenever I get upset about things, like – Or it was something like – Whenever I get upset about my feet. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was something like, um, like, God couldn't have created – such a goddess! Like there had to be something wrong with me, so like it's my Whoa. foot problems. Like that's how that's like how she thinks about it. <laughs> God <laughs> cre- couldn't create a, like a perfect human, so like this is what he gave
1: me. Yeah, and I feel like you can you can. I'm like just change he gave your mindset. me mental Easy. illness. <laughs> it's my sparkle. Have you seen that on? Um, yes, TikTok. A little yeah, it's like I'd literally be no fun if I didn't have a little sparkle. I'd just be perfect, and we couldn't have that happen. All of all this, the looks, the brain, and the personality, I had to throw in a dash <laughs> a right. dash of mental illness. No, I'm kidding. Kind of. But <laughs> that that's it for me. I'm just, we're getting through. We're getting by. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you just need to get through and get by. Um, yes. So yeah. And we're glad that Kylie is here recording with us today to celebrate two years yes i panic texted Anya and was like you might be doing this by yourself
0: i'm and not I was okay, like, okay.
1: <laughs> and she was like okay but it is the two-year anniversary and she <laughs> caught me in a good moment so i was like you're right <laughs> i have to come <laughs> and you have rallied and here we are and here so. i am this is the real rally you thought you were rallying in college when you were hungover and you wanted to go out a second night i raise you the mental illness rally <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move
0: into our favorites. So I'm not going to lie, I wrote mine down like over the weekend and I haven't thought about it since. So I don't really have (laughs) a lot to prepare to say here, but it is castor oil and my little spoolie brush. So you might be like, what? So apparently castor oil, which is like a – you know, natural oil, I assume it comes from yeah. the castor plant, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it apparently really helps with hair growth. So I have been using this for a couple months now. I wasn't going to say anything until I'd used it for like, I don't know, it's probably been like four months huh. um, and I could like tell that it was working. Yeah. But essentially I just bought like a little castor oil. It was like $10. I got it at um, Cambridge Naturals, which is one of my favorite little small businesses around here, but you can definitely get it on Amazon. I've seen it. Um, And then I got a little spoolie brush from Amazon. And I actually came in a pack of two and I, I honestly love them. Like, I don't know how I didn't own one of these before. Like, I feel like I use it all the time, like just to like comb out the brows, comb out the lashes. But anyways, my specific favorite is that I've been putting the castor oil on this little spoolie brush every night before bed and putting it on my eyelashes and my eyebrows. And I don't never really had like growth problems with my eyebrows. Like I wasn't trying to like grow back any like over or anything like that. But I definitely felt like I had lost some volume in my lashes like over the years just from like Mascara, curling them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wearing mascara every day, taking it off, you know? So I kind of want to see if this would work for me. And I do feel like it's made a difference. Now it did take a while. Like you have to be consistent, but just like making it part of my nighttime routine, I feel like has definitely made a difference. So
1: nice.
0: don't be spending all that money on the, what is the it? Like babe serum, lash. Yeah, Yeah. Like stuff like that. Because the reason I didn't go that route is because I was doing research to buy one of those. And I found some research that suggested that it could actually like mess with your eye color. <laughs> huh? Legit. Like if you had like light eyes and you got it in your eyes, like it could like change your eye color. And I was like, we can't have that. This is the one good thing about me. So <laughs> I got went the natural route and I got castor oil and it's been great. So highly recommend if you are trying to grow back your lashes or eyebrows. I imagine it probably works on like baby hairs too, but I've also yeah. heard... Is it rosemary
1: oil is like oh people use for yeah. that? I've heard so. squalene oil and
0: that like copper out.
1: peptides also help with that for like oh, yeah. head hair growth. I don't think you should put pop- copper peptides on your eyelashes. That would probably hurt. Yeah. That. Is that what the ordinary's like yeah, hair thing is? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, Well, first of all, your eyes are not the only good thing about you, but they are a very good thing about you. And I think I would have a heart attack if like, imagine you just showed up on a Zoom and you had brown eyes. eyes. I would, I I think I would go into shock. Wait, wait. let me like look this
0: up really quick because I'm like not sure what extent the issue. Okay. I'm like eyelash.
1: If you've never seen Anya while she looks this up, if you've never seen her in person, she has like husky blue eyes. Like husky. It is. You do like that. I feel like that's the best way to put it. Like how like huskies have really striking blue eyes. Okay, let's see.
0: Latisse has been known to darken the eyelid skin and the iris color in people with, oh, it says in people with light brown or hazel eyes. So maybe it wouldn't have
1: impacted me. I'm the one at risk.
0: (laughs) I just feel like that's so, just the the idea that something could do that. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not putting that on my face. Like that that seems like a bad idea. It's scary. So
1: don't don't go that that. route. Don't pay like $50. Use castor castor oil. oil. That's it. Love that. Um, so for my favorite, this was my silly little mental health impulse buy, um,
0: shopaholics with
1: mental health or mental illness. No, uh, I bought a Kindle and I'll be honest with you guys. You already know if you've been listening, I'm grown up iPad baby. I have an iPad. It changed my life. I love it. And I had been using the Kindle app for my iPad and I was like, I don't need a Kindle when I have a whole iPad. Like who cares? And you were saying this to me, and I was like, "It's not the same."
0: Yeah, you were like, like it's "You so are backlit,
1: wrong. It's not the same." And yeah, you, you weren't very receptive in the moment, I will say. And Anya was a good friend, and she and she said to herself, "I need to let Kylie learn this lesson on her own." And I did. I did. It took some time, but I learned it. So I ordered one mainly for the sake of. I was like, "Okay, I do like to read some books on like the Kindle app, and obviously." The iPad has a lot of blue light, and if I'm having sleeping issues, that's not exactly the best thing in the world. And the Kindle is like designed to—I don't think it emits like zero blue light. I don't think that's possible, but it emits like very little, like as little as possible because it's not backlit. Um, and it was on sale, and it came with a fifteen-dollar Kindle credit for an ebook. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love a, I love a steal. Like I love, I love a deal. So I bought it. And it was same day delivery. It was the craziest my day God. of my life. Yeah. I love Thanks, it. The Jeffrey. same day <laughs> is
0: crazy. We did that with like some household items one time just because like we met the minimum and I was like, oh my God, it actually came. Yeah. It was the, the future.
1: It was the craziest thing in my life. Thanks, Daddy Bezos. Anyways. um, But yeah. So a couple of things. Number one, obviously the like backlit. Like I've noticed a difference where like my eyes don't feel like crazy strained while I'm reading because I've already read a whole book on it. And I was like this is great. But I think the thing that I didn't even realize that I would love is the size. It is literally oh, yeah. half the size of like I actually held it up to my iPad and it is half the size. It is so much easier to hold especially yeah. if you like to read before bed like laying down having to hold a whole iPad I can't tell you how many times it would tip forward and hit me in the yeah. head it didn't feel nice and um, it's so portable too and it's so guys. portable yeah and easy so pack. far what easy to pack yes yes and so far the charge on it is like oh, insane months. months yeah I've charged mine like twice since I've had it I'm like <laughs> blown away <laughs> yeah I like can't believe it um so yeah so i'm very glad i got it i actually just got a case in today for it and it came with a hand strap on the case for that's the move honestly optimal grip um so yeah i'm just i'm pretty stoked mental illness aside i'm stoked to have this in my life um and i signed up for the three months of kindle unlimited unlimited yeah they have good books on there i like saved a bunch of stuff till my library i'm gonna try to read it yeah, well, I think
0: I said this when I made the Kindle my favorite. At one point, is that there's like you can look up like hashtag Kindle Unlimited on TikTok, and it'll like recommend the good books that you can get for free. On oh, it. like that's how I found because some of them are kind of like trash, but yeah, like it it helps you find the good ones because there's so many, it's like impossible to just like search. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I think the other thing that I was surprised about the Kindle that I liked, like I didn't realize that it would be important, was the um like, telling you how much time is left in the chapter or, like, in the book. I like that because that helps me decide if I want to start another chapter Same. or not, like, before bed. And that's that's an underrated feature.
1: Yes, yes. And I think you can, like, toggle between, like, pages left, time left. And with the time left, like, it actually – for the first couple of pages for the first book you read, it says, like, learning reading learning, time. yeah. So it, like, literally learns how long it takes you to read. I'm assuming it does, like, a words per minute or some sort of equation based on, like, how – when you flip the page um so it's like it is customized to you it's not like a generic like the average person would take mm-hmm. 12 minutes to read this it's like no you would take 12 minutes to read this and i've actually timed it because the kindle app does that too um oh, yeah. so i've like been familiar with that feature and i've like timed it to four to be like is it bsing me and it's like very accurate <laughs> so wow, yeah wow. so it's officially the kindle is officially endorsed by the two degrees hotter podcast. That like we should Thank have we should make me. a highlight of things that like we've both ended up making our favorite because oh, I feel like we have fun. stuff that we have both the stamp of approval yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so it's like two degrees hotter approved that's we both maybe like we it. post
0: it on Insta like every time
1: yeah okay
0: yeah I'll noodle on it we'll we'll talk yeah I'll yeah. have my people <laughs> we'll talk people. shop after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move into the main episode topic. What we've learned since graduating two years ago in the middle of a pandemic without a graduation ceremony. What have we learned? How many things? How many things are on here? Not sure,
1: but let's just jump in. We've learned at least one thing. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through.
0: That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv For Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode.
1: Viv is an Earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators.
0: Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down.
1: Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now.
0: That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton.
1: It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with.
0: With their subscription based model it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more.
1: They have products for every type of period from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups.
0: Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it.
1: We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women- and minority-owned business all at the same time.
0: Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. At least one (laughs) thing is on this list, so let's go. So I feel like, especially this time of year a lot of my tiktok i get i actually get a lot of college tiktok and i think it's because i live around several colleges like i live really close to one and then boston just has a lot so like i think yeah. i think boston tiktok is essentially college tiktok like yeah there's no difference um and so i feel like since i'm on college tiktok a lot of the tiktoks right now are kind of people like graduating like mourning their college experience like moving on to the next step and like being so emo about it and i just want to say Postgrad is definitely an adjustment, but it's not the downgrade that everyone makes it out to be when they're yeah. graduating and they're like super dramatic about it. And even people that are postgrad, I feel like sometimes I'm like, I don't know, your experience is your experience. But in my experience, I feel like having money, like disposable income <laughs> and having like time to do things that you like and not just be committed to whatever schedule you're on for class is like really great
1: yeah a consistent and decent paycheck pretty nice it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah um i yeah i completely agree and uh, genuinely i would take a work schedule over a school schedule any day and maybe i'm just lucky that i found a job that has like a really good work-life balance i'm like people who work at like big four firms are like like, um (laughs) (laughs) funny yeah um But yeah, I do agree. Um, And kind of going off of that is – this is something that I'm reminding myself of a lot right now and something that my friend Meg is telling me a lot right now. But just reminding yourself that like even if um, you're finding postgrad to be a bit of an adjustment and a bit of a downgrade, so to speak, for you from your college years – uh, there is light right where you are. So even if you're struggling, even if the adjustment seems really overwhelming, full-time employment seems overwhelming, you're, you know, mourning those years, there is still good. There is still light right where you are. And believe me, like sometimes it really feels like there's none, like believe me. Um, but there really is. And you just gotta, you gotta train your brain to think that way. Um, Because post-grad is very tumultuous. Like, that's the case for people who love their job, who don't like their job, who enjoy their schedule, who don't enjoy their schedule. Like, we're all going through it. Being an adult is hard. Being a human being is hard. Um, But just because it's rocky doesn't mean it's overall bad. Yes. So. Yes.
0: And honestly, I feel like having PTO is so huge too. Like, being able to take a vacation – at times that aren't like
1: twice a year when everyone else in the world is trying to take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. And I'm gonna be honest, I, n- I don't get quite the serotonin boost from anything else that I do when my paycheck hits on a PTO day. That mm. is like, that's something else. That's a euphoric <laughs> experience.
0: <laughs> take your PTO
1: if yes. you yes. haven't.
0: I actually saw a tweet that was like, weird. I said that weird. We're like almost halfway through the year. Take if you haven't taken a PTO day yet, like you have to. And I was like, word. So um, the next sort of thing that I wanted to bring up was, and this was really big for me, I feel like is uh, you might not be like, quote unquote, learning every day anymore in the textbook sense. You might not be necessarily absorbing like new information every day but you will still consistently have new experiences. You will consistently be pushed and need to do things that scare you. I think that's especially been the case in my job of like, yeah, you know, if I ever have this thought process of like, I haven't learned anything in the last two years. I'm like, well, like I do so many things that would have scared me two years ago as like part of my daily routine. Like I hop on calls with people I've never met before. I lead calls with people I've never met before. I give presentations to our board. Like I lead, you know, these networking events. Like there's so many things that like if you told me 2 years ago I would be doing that, I would literally think you were lying. And it's like, yes, this isn't like new information necessarily, but it is like you're still learning. You're still learning all the time. And another kind of thing that goes along with that is when you're a student, like being a student is so much of your identity, and I think that's kind of like one of the core things we were struggling with or like mourning around this time two years ago is that like we didn't really get a chance to like say goodbye or like close that chapter of our identity necessarily yeah and you are gonna have to find ways to like define yourself that aren't like I'm a student like because that's just how it is like between ages like 18 and 22 like whenever anyone asks you anything about yourself you're like I go here I study this like it's like very defined and so you are gonna have to figure out new ways to define yourself in adult life when you meet someone for the first time but I want to plant this seed. It doesn't have to do with your job. Because I saw this TikTok um, that someone was saying, like, in, in the U.S., when, someone, when you're introducing yourself, like, it's natural to say, like, I'm Anya. I do this for work. Like, it kind of feels like that's kind of the next level of personality that you're going to introduce. But I saw that in Europe, it's more typical to say, I'm Anya and, like, these are the things that are important to me or, like, the things that I like to do. And I was like, I – love that concept. So I'm trying yeah. to do that more, like just not figure out ways to introduce myself that don't have to do with work. So I feel like think about that if you're in work or if you're in school.
1: Yeah. No, I like that a lot. That's very nice. Um, the next thing is to remember, and I talked a little bit about this in my law school episode, like what I've learned in a year, but I need to reinforce it. Literally no one cares what you're doing with your life. Like, this is such a crazy – I feel like it's not, like, this outlandish concept, but when it clicks in your head, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God. Literally, no one cares what you're doing ever. Everyone's so preoccupied with their own life and their own path and their own timeline and worrying about what other people think about them that they literally have no time to, like, think about you. And you can literally use yourself as an example. Like, think about the amount of times in a day that you think about what someone else is doing with their life and, like, genuinely care about it. I hate to break it to you, but if you're saying you do that a lot, I think it's time for a little bit of reflection. (laughs) to look
0: inward, yeah. Uh,
1: Because I think most people, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think we both can agree that, like, I'm spending way too much time watering my own grass trying to stop it from dying (laughs) than worrying about someone else. So yeah, just live your life. Do what you want to do because the only people that are going to care are the people that you shouldn't care about.
0: Yes. And I think it's normal to have like fleeting thoughts of like sometimes, you know, you'll be like, I wonder what that random person from high school is doing. And it's like, maybe you look it up and you're like, all right, cool. But it's like. You're not actually spending much time judging them or thinking too hard about it. And so, yeah, you shouldn't assume people are doing that about you. And if they are, that's on them. Yeah. And kind of on this note, like, no one cares what you're doing with your life, or like, not to assume other people are like making assumptions about you or like judging you. I think I had a big, uh, mental block with this when it came to living at home Mm. because prior to COVID, I was always the person that was like, I'm not going to move home. Like for some reason, it was like a pride thing for me that like after graduation, I I didn't want to be that person that moved home with their parents. And there's like literally nothing wrong with that. And now since I've done that, I see there's so much value. Like you save so much. much money. You have like an immediate support system there's, I don't know, you save so much time in the day because you're not like maintaining your own household. Like you have help and I don't know. So I think it is like so valuable to do that. And I think, you know, 2020 me would have, was very self-conscious to be living at home, especially like when people started moving back. Um, And I like, for what? No one cared.
1: I bet like no one cared. So I didn't, I'll tell you that (laughs) I was right there with you. So I don't care. <laughs>
0: True. And a lot of people were and a lot of people always will be. So Yeah.
1: Just don't like yeah. yeah. I hope yeah. that anyway. the pandemic brought sort of like destigmatizing that cuz I agree. I think it's like incredibly valuable at times. But also valuable if you want to leave home or like feel like you need to leave home for the sake of your own mental health or like things like that.
0: That's also very valid. Um the next one is in the professional world like a year or two um, out of graduation, I feel like, and this could be very industry specific because occasionally I do feel like people not judge me a little bit, but are surprised at my degree. But I feel like it doesn't have as much weight as you think it does when you're a student, especially like when you first have to make that decision of like, what am I going to study? Where? But I feel like I'm speaking from like a humanities perspective, like where things are a little more cross transferable and like it is more typical to work outside of your like immediate domain. Maybe don't listen to me if you're, like, starting to be a rocket scientist or something or, like, a doctor. I'm sure it is important then. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like, at least right now, like, nobody really cares what I studied.
1: <laughs> yeah, ever. honestly. Or, like, how I did. <laughs> yeah, honestly, to kind of um not push against that, but, like, even in, like, when it comes to being, like, a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, your undergrad degree – really doesn't matter. Like there are people of all majors in law school. There are people of all majors in med school. Like it just doesn't matter. I actually, this is like a funny story, but I was chatting with my boss and when I interned at the place that I work full-time at now, I didn't do any like blog writing. And now that's like probably like the main task that I do during my job. And she was saying to me, she was like, I just assumed that like you couldn't write because like business majors are never good writers. Like um they just like don't take the courses to know and i was like well carol do i have news for you because Fun i rush. was an english major <laughs> and she was like oh, you were i was like i was and she was like that's why you're such a good writer i was like isn't it crazy isn't crazy well, just goes to words. show
0: like even your direct boss like didn't remember what you studied and that's exactly. not that weird
1: i feel like <laughs> no it's not at all especially if you're like me who was like an english major because i got shit for being an english major I'm like Literally look at me. I'm fine.
0: I guess that's you... what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not trying to um, discourage anyone that's, like, studying something hard and being like, yeah. no one will care after you graduate anyway. But more so, like, if you're having doubts about what you studied or, like, so, so preoccupied with if it's the right track, like, just know just, yeah. you can pivot. Like, it's not – It's yes, it's on your resume, no people don't remember after they've interviewed you. <laughs> like, or if anything,
1: they'll be like, oh, cool. This makes her, like, different. Yeah.
0: Stand out, right.
1: Yeah. So then the next one is creating a support system for yourself is so important. And I'm more so talking on, like, the personal side Um of, like, you just need to have the people that you can go to when shit hits the fan. Because – and we've kind of, like, talked about this a little bit um, in episodes but like at the end of the day all you have is people and like Mm -hmm. you really are the company that you keep and so you need to make sure that like during this really rocky time that you have those people that you can turn to because like as someone who is going through said rocky time if i didn't have the like personal support system that i have i like really don't know what i would do um so, yeah, just like – and it doesn't need to be big. It can be your parents. It can be a sibling. It could be a grandparent or like a relative. It can be your best friends. It can even be your dog if that like – if spending time with them helps you relax and you like talking to them, that's <laughs> fine. Just like have someone that you can you can turn to um, it, when, when life gets tough. Because it will and that's yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh I just switched around some things in the script because I feel like my next point kind of feeds better into what you were saying. Um, but before we get to that, you were speaking more from like the personal perspective. I also want to echo that like from the professional perspective yeah. as well. And just say like your your network really is your net worth. I hate that Ew. saying. But it's so true. No, it is. Like every okay, like yes, like you can definitely get opportunities through cold calling and like being persistent. But like if you talk to anyone about how they landed where they are, the vast majority of people are going to say, I knew this person. I had previously worked with this person. Like it's all about your connections in your personal life, in your professional life. So I guess just like don't burn bridges, you know, like keep, keep things as open and friendly and like well, good spirited as you possibly can, because it's always going to come back around to the people you surround yourself with.
1: For sure. But
0: kind of moving into the next point that I wanted to say now rather than later is I think the whole stigma of like, it's hard to make friends after college. It's hard to keep friends after college. We literally have an entire episode called like the struggle of keeping friends after college or something like that. Yeah. It is true to an extent. I think maintaining friendships is harder post-grad and it's just naturally because you're not surrounded by them all the time. You're not on the same schedule as them. You might not live in the same city as them, all these things. But this being true makes – it helps you be so much more selective about who you want to spend your time with. Like, it it helps you realize who's important enough to go out of your way to spend time with. And also, I have learned too, like, you really need to give people grace in post-grad I feel like there's, you can't just assume everything is rosy and that and like people aren't reaching out for like a specific reason or like that it's on you. You just can't have such high expectations of people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, especially in post-grad, everyone's super busy with their jobs. Everyone's busy with their personal lives. Maybe people are moving, like family issues. Like you just don't know because you're not with them every day anymore. And you do have to like go the extra mile to keep the friendships, but you also need to like give people grace if they're not reaching out because there's just so much more going on you're responsible for so much more yeah I don't know I guess you you lose those friends of convenience but in my mind that's like okay
1: you know yeah no I agree I completely agree um amen to that The next one, and this kind of honestly goes off of like the idea of having your own time to do things, is implementing a self-care routine is really, really crucial. Just, I mean, for anyone, even if you're a student, I think this is crucial. But I feel like we're conditioned, and I think Gen Z is kind of deconstructing this a little bit, um, but we're kind of conditioned that like we need to make the most out of all of our time and keep all of our time very, very productive. But I think post-grad gives you so much flexibility and gives you so much free time that, like, you should be using some of it to do what you love, to take care of yourself, to go to therapy, to journal. Like, whatever that self-care looks like for you, like, try to budget some of that time, Mm -hmm. that that new free time that you have into making sure that you have – That self-care routine and those sort of pillars in place yes
0: definitely and yeah like abandon the notion that every second of every day or even every day needs to like be moving towards a goal like if yeah if that day is just dedicated for relaxing
1: yeah that's what it's dedicated for so heck if it's literally dedicated to keeping your team's check green. And that's like all you can most for the day. <laughs> good job. You did nice. good. Nice.
0: <laughs> Have you seen those like um, little devices that will like move your mouse for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm if like, you work in a culture like not. that, <laughs> but if you work in a culture that like requires you to be greed, like you're that worried about it, I think that's more of a concern than anything else. Like maybe yeah. you should find something new. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, Um, I think there's a lot of pressure, like senior year on like what your first job is going to be. And like, you're seeing people post on LinkedIn and it's like, I accepted an offer at Deloitte. I'm going to work at IBM. I'm going to work at Squarespace and like all these household names that you know. And I think like, yes, your first job after graduating is a big decision. It does to an extent sort of affect the direction that you're going to move, but it's not your whole life trajectory. So like, don't, put so much pressure on yourself or like think so hard about like every single career move that you're making because yes, it is important that you have like maybe a general field or a general direction or whatever. But I think like career is just all about pivoting and like finding what's best for you. So don't feel like this first job needs to be like the most perfect, perfect fit ever. And like don't feel like every job has to be that. Because you can always there's always opportunities to like do something new, find a new trajectory, kind of pivot. So I don't know, just don't put so much pressure on the decisions like that because the universe will like open the right doors for you when the time comes. So if the door is open and it seems like it checks most of your boxes, like just go for it, you know? Yeah. Um. And I kind like of that. on this note though, keep your resume updated <laughs> <laughs> because it's so much easier to sort of like note your accomplishments as you go, I feel like, than to be – you know, two, three years post-grad and being like, okay, I want a new job and like trying to remember everything you did for the last three years. So whether this is literally like updating your resume document or just kind of like keeping a list of like wins that you want to highlight eventually, I just feel like this is a more tactical suggestion, but it is very much the move.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad you said that because I should do that as someone who's like not really in a place of um looking for a new job. I'm just like resume resume. I don't need it. Exactly. Well, I think that's
0: how most people feel, but it's like it'll make your process so much less overwhelming. Yeah. Um to be thinking about like what's what you want to highlight throughout. So like you're almost like a year in to your current role, right? So it's like maybe you have like a little reflection and you think about, okay, what what would I want to highlight from this last
1: year? It's yeah. a good exercise. You're right. You're right. I'll do it. Um the next one, and we've kind of talked about this in recent episodes too, is that postgrad is the time to teach yourself about money, to get your finances in order, start investing, start saving, start spending in meaningful ways or non-meaningful ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said earlier, this is kind of the first time that you have any disposable income and it's like you can spend it all on shoes and books and clothes. I'm not saying that anyone here has done that, but (laughs) you can also start to really teach yourself about investing. If your job offers a 401k, you should definitely have that. Um, Looking into things like Roth IRAs and um, sort of divvying up your savings account so that you're actually saving towards goals and not just having this sort of like sink fund of People tell me that I should save, so I'm just going to put a bunch of money into this one account. Mm-hmm. Again, not that I'm speaking from experience, but now now's the time. We got to learn the decision. We're in like the perfect time where like it's not too late for us to make any of these moves. Like we're in that nice learning period, but at the same time, sort of the choices that we make and the decisions that we make with our money now will affect us 10, 20, 30 years from now. And it is better to get a a head start in your 20s than to try to play catch up in your 30s and 40s. And, like, we also recognize that
0: this is really hard, especially if you didn't come from, like, a background of, like, a lot of financial literacy or if, like, money wasn't really talked about, like, in your house. And so – it, we're not saying this is going to take, like, an afternoon. This is going to be, like, yeah. a lot of research, a lot of talking to people, a lot of, like, figuring things out. But to your point, compound interest yeah. is a thing, people. It so really is. You don't want to be kicking yourself five years from now. So just do it. True. Just, just do start it. Start Googling. Watch a couple videos. Just start. You'll be on the yeah. right track.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: This next one is just realizing that after graduation – People very quickly end up in different stages of life and career and relationships. Like, I have, I know people that have bought houses. I know people that are in grad school and live in a dorm. I know people who have had children. I know people who never want children. Like, I just think it's, it happens quicker than you think. Yeah. That people really like differentiate their life paths and just know, like, you can celebrate all of them without comparing yourself to any of them. And it's not a bad thing that everyone takes a different path. And it might take you longer to get to where you
1: expected to be or where you want to be, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just the idea that like timelines are a construct, like, there is no correct. Timeline. And mm. I think like a good example that I've seen is like if you had talked to like 16-year-old us and was like, mm. oh, like when do you expect to like settle down and get married and start to have kids? We probably would have been like, oh, probably like 25, 26. 20, 25. <laughs> the idea. And if you're and if you're 25 and you have kids and that's the path you chose, that's great. That makes me want to throw up all over myself. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> like I am nowhere near ready for that part of my life lord only knows if i ever will be let's find out um (laughs) but yeah like it's just it's funny how like your perspective changes or maybe your perspective doesn't change and you were saying to yourself yep when i'm 16 i'm gonna be settled down and have kids and now you do have that and it's like rad that's awesome Mm -hmm. but like no one's looking at two 24 year olds and being like well that one's better because they already have a kid (laughs) <laughs> if anything they're looking at the other one and being like well at least that one doesn't have mental illness no I'm kidding sorry that I'm sorry. it's oh. my coping mechanism I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm like take a shot
0: every time Kylie jokes about my mental, mental illness. illness
1: a game I'm like I'm just trying to soothe the pain thanks <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. yeah so just I think yeah the thing that I want to emphasize here is like it's gonna it'll happen quick and don't let it worry you
1: yeah yeah, because who cares? No one. No That's one. Back to our point. Bring here. it back around. <laughs> no one cares. Um
0: and then this last one, I'm bad at this, but I want to be better at it. Okay, I don't know. With a caveat. So <laughs> I think this is a time of life that you'll want to have documented. So take time to do that, whether it's through taking photos or journaling or really anything that you can do to kind of just like capture these moments I feel like your early 20s your mid 20s your late 20s are like a very unique time of life and you'll be really grateful to have those memories either photographed or written down or taken a video of or whatever it is to like look at later show people in your life later like I just feel like you know all those TikToks where it's like I was you were raised by care and I was raised by whatever yeah And it's like they show all like Donna's pics from her twenties. It's like you want to have that, you know? Yeah. So like take, but that requires you taking pictures now, <laughs> or like that's true. you know, capturing memories now. So not to like stress anyone out, but I feel like I don't have
1: my, I don't have my Donna pictures yet. <laughs> so I, my whole life is just so that my kids, thirty years from now, can make that TikTok and I go viral because people it. like, your yeah. mom was so beautiful in her twenties. <laughs> That's it. So <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah. And when I said I'm
0: bad at this, I don't think I'm bad at documenting things. I don't think I'm – I think I actually take a lot of photos. I just don't do anything with them. So I think like – Yeah. Something I want to do is like actually go through the like 25,000 pictures on my phone or whatever ridiculous amount it is and like maybe print them out and like actually start, you know, capturing like the specific trips that I went on and like things like that because you're going to want to have that later in life. And so Yeah.
1: yeah. Make a scrapbook of all your baddie photos to give to yes. your kids and be like, you know what to do. Make me viral <laughs> on the internet.
0: What kind of apps do you think
1: there will have in like 20 years? I don't even it's want to. We're going to be like using VR holograms. VR Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like we're going to like be able to like – our kid's going to call us and we're going to like show up as a hologram on their phone being like, get but home for dinner.
0: At the same time, like 20 years ago or – However – well, 20 years ago was literally 2002. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) 40 years ago or whatever it was. Like, we thought we'd have, like, flying cars and, like, you know, that kind of thing. And we're not there. So, like, maybe
1: these assumptions are all worthless, but – Have you seen the things that are, like, some movies that were made about the future took place – like, we've passed the time.
0: oh, my God. That's so weird.
1: I hate that. (laughs) That scares me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um – that That's the episode, folks. That's what we've learned. Like we said, at least one thing. There's we said learned. at least one thing in the last
0: 40 minutes. Yeah. Maybe not more than that. We didn't make that many more points, but we definitely said some words.
1: So I just – Yeah. I feel like if you like this episode, I have great news. You're going to love our podcast because we've already <laughs> talked about this stuff um, at length. But I feel like it's good yes. to have it kind of all – Culminated in like yeah one this little was good episode. reflection for me yeah I hope for was, sure I hope
0: you reflected for yourself whether you are about to graduate or you're kind of in our boat you've been graduated for a few years or longer than us message us what you've learned we're all just on this life journey learning things realizing yes. things realizing so. things
1: yeah it's been a period of realizing things for yep. sure so. But yeah. Thanks for being with us for the last two years.
0: Yeah. If anyone's been listening since the very beginning, honestly, DM us. I would love to know. That'd be yeah. kind of crazy. I will cry. That's so sweet. And we are excited to bring you another two years of two degrees hotter. <laughs> if you think we're going anywhere, you're wrong. I feel like this next year needs to be like our peak because it's like the two years of two degrees hotter. You know what I mean? I do. That's but a at the lot same time, we're entering our third year
1: I don't know why I right? thought you were gonna say we're entering our 30s and I was like no we are not <laughs> no not our
0: third but are, are we entering our third year of podcasting technically because that's how your birthdays are like it's always like you're entering then you celebrate your 24th year but you're actually starting your 25th year of life you know right am I wrong <laughs>
1: Anya you're Wait, gonna let's have to get back to me in a week <laughs> Like you really, so are. <laughs> we started in 2020. We started May 2020, and then we spent 12 months to get to May. Yep, 2021. and then it was May 2021, and spent another 12 months. So it's been two years. So this and is we're the starting third, third year. year. Yeah. People are going to listen – actual rocket <laughs> scientists are going to listen to this and be like, are you freaking kidding me? I don't think any rocket scientists listen to this show. No these no you know? guys. I just don't think they're the demographic. We don't have any stats on that. If you're a rocket scientist and you think that we're just the biggest bimbos ever, let us know. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to know our real demographics, we know that um, the vast majority of you are women. In fact, 94%. Damn. Um, 1% non-binary. Hey. Hey. And an absurd percent between 18 and
1: 28. So So we love a Gen Z girl gay and they. Yes. Yes. That's that's who we're here to serve. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks
0: for being here. Yeah. We're excited to keep doing this. It's been a while. We're going to keep going and we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Yes. Bye, guys.